to Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. It's all about Brandon. One word, one man, one problem. And we're here to discuss it because Brandon Ayuk, things are not going at all the way anyone anticipated. I don't think Brandon anticipated this. John Lynch definitely didn't anticipate this. Kyle Shanahan was not anticipating this. 49ers fans and 49ers Twitter is distraught over this and fantasy football owners everywhere are livid, including yours truly. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is missing in terms of production, in terms of doing things that we all thought he could do and what he could be, and we need to talk about it. So are you saying he should change his name to Chuck Norris because he's missing in action? That was that might be the greatest uh, that might be the greatest movie connection that anyone's made. <laughs> that, never mind, there it was, man. there it was, right there. Cutback crew, hit that like button, hit yeah. that subscribe button if you haven't already. If you're not a part of the channel, help us get to 2K today, and let's get into this topic. Let's discuss this yeah. Brandon Ayuk situation because there's a lot of layers to this thing. There was doghouse implications, being on top of doghouse in the doghouse implications, and Blam Road. We had a whole episode on it. And now we got these comments that come out, coming out from John Lynch about how Brandon needs to elevate. He needs to take the next step. What are you thinking all of this means? And uh, what's going on with Brandon? I think the first part is I think they've been underwhelmed with his development from year one to year two. I think they were expecting more of a, you know, a bigger step and a, a big rise from him and maybe a meteoric rise, as I would say, um, because Kyle Shanahan in the draft process thought this guy was Isaac Bruce. And Isaac Bruce was a big-time player in this league. And they're expecting, you know, Brandon Ayuk to be that guy that they can count on. Um, as everyone was saying, uh, that he was wide receiver one, I think they were expecting him to take, you know, take himself and elevate himself to wide receiver one. And I don't think they thought he did that in training camp. I think they thought he was complacent. They thought he was just out there going through the motions at times. And they were trying to kind of rock his world a little bit with the whole Trent Sherfield thing and, and get this guy into the right mind, mindset and mind frame and frame of mind where he could execute. Unfortunately, you see little glim, you know, glimmers and, um, and really just little times where he looks like he's doing good, but then there's separation issues when we watch the film in the all 22, he's just not getting the separation in one-on-one. He's not winning consistently. He has catches and makes, I mean, great flashes of plays, we're like, oh my gosh, you know, he had a couple in this last game, the catch all along the sideline on the out pattern where he catches it and he's contested. And then the other one where he catches it with one arm and, you know, escapes and makes plays. And I think that they want him to do that consistently. They want him to be a guy that you can go to. They're expecting him to be their Julio Jones as it would be. Um, not to that, not Julio because of size and stuff, but they want him to be that guy that takes off and, you know, excels to that Devontae Adams type level of big time players for their football team. And you're uh, you're not wrong, man. You're really not. I think yeah. that's what they want. They want that elevation. They want that next step. They want that next bit of wow factor from Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, they've had it right. The the little taste, the the appetizer, the teaser, but now they want the main course. And 49ers fans want the main course. I think that's just a difference right now in terms of front office and player personnel and and coaches and the fan base. 
in terms of where he's actually at and where this is now. Um, I keep hearing and seeing people talking about how they just need to give him the ball more. Just throw the ball to him. It's fine. Uh, there's a problem. I'm watching the film, and there's not a lot of opportunities to throw Brandon the ball. And when there are opportunities to get Brandon Ayuk the football in space, other things are happening. At sacks happening. You have quarterbacks running for their lives. You have quarterbacks not seeing him. I mean, there, there are other factors at play that are causing this, potentially. So it's not so simple. It's not just as, as simple as, you know, well, they just scheme him the ball and, and you know, and just, you know, well, draw more plays for Brandon Ayuk. There are opportunities. Um, and what we've seen consistently from Kyle Shanahan through the first four weeks, and especially the last couple of weeks, are guys are open. So there are very, very few passing play calls and opportunities that are being put out there in which there isn't someone open. There's at least one guy open on any given route concept or scheme that he dials up and, right. and calls in a game. It's up to the quarterback to find him. So whether that's Jimmy, whether it's Trey, you have to understand the scheme, you have to understand the coverage, where everything's going in space, and who you're supposed to be putting the ball to. In those situations and in those cases, Brandon's not getting targeted. He's not getting found when he is open. Um, and then there's times where he does have some one-on-one -on -one opportunities. We're expecting him to win more, and he's just not. I mean, you and I have been saying this now for a few weeks. On the film, it looks like Brandon's slower this year. I don't know if he put on some poundage, some, some muscle and, and things of that <clears> nature. I, think he, I believe he said he gained six pounds. So it, it's noticeable because he doesn't move with the same sort of explosivity as he did in years past, um, last year yeah. specifically, um, especially on punts. People thought this guy was going to be a dynamic punt returner. And, you know, you don't need to go out and get a punt. You have Brandon Ayuk. I mean, I heard those comments all the time, and you and I were a little skeptical of that because I don't want him out there taking shots. And he's been taking shots the last few weeks at the, at the punt returning position. I don't see the explosivity. I don't see the, the, the features and the things about Brandon Ayuk that made people go, wow, this guy could return punts at a high level for us and really change the special teams game. He hasn't. You know what? I think the first play that I've seen from him that looked explosive this year was in this game where he catches the ball with the left arm and he makes a couple of guys miss and he gets upfield and he gets positive yardage. That was the first time where I said, you know what, that's the Brandon Ayuk that I was expecting to see this year. Um, so far, we haven't seen it. And we've seen, we've seen flashes because Jimmy Garoppolo had the throw outside to him where he made a great play. Then now Trey Lance on the outside. He wins those one-on-one -on -one matchups occasionally. I think it's the consistent nature at which he doesn't win. And we really got into it in the All-22 film this time was it's like, we purposely watched for him each and every play because we knew John Lynch had made statements about him on KMBR, about him having to take the next step. And what would that mean, right? So we're looking at that, and what we're finding out is when it is one-on-one -on -one coverage, Brian Ayuk doesn't get separation. And I know David Lombardi put out a stat that the separation rate is at an all-time low compared to last year. He's a full 1.1 yards less separation this year than last season yeah and what is going you know what exactly is that it was that something that he did in the offseason like you said and putting on weight maybe he's not as fast as he was before um i'm not completely sure i do know he's getting open in zone coverage he gets open he sits down in the right locations that sort of thing is not he understands the playbook he understands where he's supposed to be what his job is um those are not problems the problems are when kyle shannon schemes it up so you have one-on-one -on, -one on one side with brandon Ayuk. And you have you know a, a three receiver set on the other side. They expect Brandon to win in a big way, the way that like Devonte Adams did against Green Bay. Oh, I got one on one. We're going back shoulder. Devonte Adams is going to win every day of the year. Um, and right now the 49ers want Brandon Newt to be that guy. They scheme it up for that. And you see Trey Lance in this game even stare it down. And sometimes it's not there. And he's having to come back and look for something else. 
But right now, Brandon is not always winning those battles. And I think Brandon's a good player, and he, I mean, he proved last year that he can be one of those guys. But for some reason, there's a little bit of a drop-off, whether that is just um, what plays are he's being asked to run, or if he's just not able to execute, could it be the poundage that he put on? Um, and let's not talk about the punt return thing, because I am done with the Brandon Ayuk punt return experiment. I think that he lets the ball hit the ground too much, and I'm not excited about him being the returner. I would rather them put somebody else out there, Travis Benjamin, or even Muhammad Sanu just securing the catch because right now I'm worried one of these balls that hits the ground is going to hit one of you know the 49ers players and cause a turnover, and that's not what I'm looking for. I'm, I'd rather have somebody secure the ball and let's just go play offense. Or he's going to make a mistake. I mean, he's already – I've seen him put his feet way too far back to start on punts and then trying to come yeah. up in space. One of these times he's going to try and find that middle ground between where he's been starting and where he thinks he needs to be in order to make the catch. He's going to guess just a little bit wrong at the pre, pre-snap on the punt. And he's going to come up to make a play and then last minute decide, I don't know if I can catch this thing cleanly. He's going to try and get away from it. It's going to take the wrong bounce, hit him. It's going to be a turnover. That's what I'm worried about. And he's getting dangerously close to that. He's gotten dangerously close to that already. Um, and it only takes one hop. One hop going the wrong direction for that to be a problem for Brandon Ayuk and for it to be a turnover. And people going, what is Brandon Ayuk doing? Or, you know, actually, I don't even know if people will say that at this point. They might blame the special teams coach because it's his fault that Brandon's starting so far back. Uh, look, I, I don't know what's going on in that regard. I think I have a better idea of what's going on on the offense. And it stems back to Kyle's original comments. We talked about how he took his foot off the gas, right? He said that about Brandon yeah. Ayuk. Took the foot off the gas. And it's like, okay. I thought about that and I was like, all right, so he got complacent. That's what it sounds like he's trying to say. And, uh, you know, we talked to Tyler Bensing a little bit, and we talked to Evan a little bit, and Evan mentioned how at Arizona State, when he first got there, big-time recruit, sitting there behind Nikhil Harry, had a great, great season with Nikhil Harry, and Nikhil Harry gets drafted. Brandon Ayuk's time to shine, and he starts off that next campaign that next year, he starts off slow. Took him a little while to get going. He goes, and, you know, a lot of the comments were complacency. Okay. So this is a common theme for Brandon. When, when things start to go well and Ayuk starts to ascend a little bit, sometimes he gets a little comfortable in his process and what he's doing, and he takes his foot off the gas. In terms of his preparation, maybe the things that he's working on, um, maybe he doesn't change his routine or add to his routine. He just keeps doing the same things. I've talked about this before, right? In order to progress and advance as a player, as a team, as a coach, you have to make subtle changes. You have to change little things about your process and what you're doing. Not big wholesale changes. You don't go... Everything worked really well, but we didn't get the result we wanted. Scrap it. Whole new plan. No. You take the plan that you already have in place. You build upon the strengths of it. You work on some of the weaknesses, and you find new ways to address certain things or techniques or schemes or ideas that you want to implement. You find ways to implement that into what you're already doing so you have a more developed plan now. Take the the positives. Build upon those. Take the bad things and negatives. Sometimes you scrap them. Sometimes you just rework how you go about addressing them. If he's not doing that in his off-season regimen, if he's going through the motions, if he's doing the same things, working on the same things, not adding to his plan and his techniques and what he's working on, well, then you're not developing, you're just maintaining. And in the NFL, if you try and just maintain what you're doing and maintain the level of play that you're at, you're not adding anything to your toolbox and your tool chest, eventually, People are going to figure you out and have a better understanding of what it is that you do and how you do it. And now it becomes a lot harder to do your job. Yeah, I think one thing that's concerning to me is that he couldn't beat press man coverage that's against concerning. Arizona Cardinal backup cornerbacks. Um, that is not something you want from you know what you consider one of your top receivers on the team. 
and he just wasn't able to do it. I mean, we saw it many times where he's out there and press man, and they, the guy just gets his hands on him, and um, his, you know, he, he's going through his press releases and stuff, but it's just he's not getting any separation. And there are times that you're just like, why? You know, why, why, why is this happening? Now, one thing I was going to ask you, Alex, because I was curious what you thought is, I, you know, going through all the film and stuff, last year it seemed like Kyle Shanahan was finding ways to get Brandon Ayuk the ball. I know Debo wasn't in the offense some, so Brandon Ayuk took over some of those roles, whether that was reverses or um, screen passes, things like that. I've noticed that Kyle Shanahan hasn't really went to Brandon in those situations. Do you think it's because of the things that happened in training camp? Or is it because Debo Samuel is on the scene and he just prefers Debo to do that over Brandon Ayuk in those situations? Both. Yeah. It's both. Because there are times where teams are making Debo be the option. They are taking away Brandon Ayuk and they have taken away George Kittle when both those guys are on the field. And they've really been like, okay, beat us with Debo. Um, guess what? Debo's done his job and he's won yeah. those matchups. Who hasn't been winning those matchups is Brandon. And I think you're going to start to see a, a shift here towards the middle port portion of the season where teams are going to start bracketing Debo and they're going to start bracketing Kittle when he's back and they're going to look at the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan and be like, beat us with the kid. And you. Can he get it done? Uh, because I don't think teams yet have quite figured out or dialed into the fact that he's not winning necessarily all of those matchups. Some have. Some definitely have. But I don't think some have. Some have not yet. They haven't quite wrapped their head around this idea that maybe Ayuk's taken... I wouldn't even say he's taken a step back, but he hasn't stepped forward. Um, he's about neutral. He's just on the same place he was last year. You know, he's starting off exactly where he started, where he ended last season. He's not moving forward, and he's not moving backward. Kyle Shanahan may argue that he's moved backwards because he hasn't moved forward, and that may be the case. Um, but for Brandon, part of it is is he, you, right what you do in that preseason OTAs, you know those practices, training camp gives the coaching staff an idea of not only where you're at, but what we can do with you going forward. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that, too, is earned. Earned potential, earned role, earned responsibility. He needs to win more one-on-one -on -one right now in order for them to be like, yeah, we need to get you the ball in your hands because when you're one-on-one -on -one in space, you're going to win those things. Now, the big catch at the end of the game against Arizona, those type of things help. Because while he didn't necessarily win on the route, per se, he did a great job of continuing to fight, hold his positioning, give Trey an opportunity to make a throw, and Trey makes a great throw, and Brandon makes an incredible catch, yeah. and then an incredible play after the fact. Those things will help, but it's also just one play. It's one play in a season where you have 250, you know, he, yeah. he got like 200 something snaps. Like the, I, don't, I don't know what the snap number was, but he was the second highest. He's the second highest wide receiver in terms of snap percentage on the team, behind Debo Samuel and he has the least amount of catches to show for it. There's a reason for that. And it's not that he's not being targeted. It's not that plays aren't schemed and designed for yeah. Brandon Ayuk. Those opportunities are there. He's not winning on some of them, and there are other factors preventing him from being able to even be targeted in the first place. Yeah, there are. I mean, we've had batted balls that were supposed to get his way, or just you know, quarterbacks missing him when he's open. I think some of it is circumstance. I, I, I don't want to put it all on him. Um, but I do think that there is a little bit of an onus on him to he needs to step up a little bit. And I think that's what John Lynch is trying to say. And I know people are getting kind of, you know, worked up about John Lynch's comments, you know, and the fact that he's telling him he needs to step up and why are they on Brandon Ayuk? And remember the old adage, right? If you have somebody and you don't, you know, you don't really see any value in them, you're probably not going to be on them. You're going to let them kind of do their thing and, and not worry about it. 
But when you have somebody that you really believe in, you really care about, you're going to be on them, you're going to push them because you want them to reach their greatness. And I think they want him to reach the greatness and the levels that they believe he can. And they have a defined role for him. They had a, a role for him when they drafted him, and they have a defined role for Debo Samuel when they drafted him. And they know that if they can use both of those guys in tandem, that they can have one heck of a force. The problem is Brandon hasn't been able to handle his role that they have for him yet. Not yet. Um, so is Kyle going to have to switch it up and change some of the role, you know, to get him the ball in different situations? Because I think he was supposed to be the guy that took the top off the defense sometimes. He was supposed to be the guy that got vertical, and they haven't respected it. So they brought Travis Benjamin in, and they did respect Travis Benjamin going vertical. So, I mean, right now, Brandon Ayuk has got to, over these next few games, he's got to establish himself as one of those receivers. There's going to be opportunities for them to get him the football, and they're going to have to get him the football. And some of that's not on Brandon. Some of that's on the, you know, the offensive line and the quarterback to make sure they read it and find him uh, because he's getting open in zone coverage. He's just, right now, he's not winning the one-on-one battles. Maybe he will start winning those one-on-one battles. Maybe he's dealing with something that we don't know about. Maybe he's got some sort of a health issue. Possibly. I'm not sure. <clears throat> but right now, that that is a it's a big worry for 49ers uh, because they need him to execute to be able to be a successful offense. He had the hamstring issue that he was dealing with. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't trust it himself. Maybe he doesn't trust his body. That's also a possibility in that. Um, when you're dealing with uh, an, an, any sort of injury, yeah. if it's in your headspace in terms of, you know, you're worried it's going to re-aggravate or things of that nature, you don't necessarily execute at the level that you need to execute at. Um, and maybe that's what's going on. Maybe Ayuk is just a little concerned pushing himself to that nth degree. And maybe that's part of the reason why he's not taking that next step is he's not pushing himself or working himself through whatever it is that's going on in his mental space. Um, there's a lot of reasons why a player underperforms. Sometimes it's talents or lack thereof. Sometimes it's lack of preparation. Sometimes it's mental in terms of on the field issues, like in terms of health and things of that nature. Sometimes it's mental off the field. There's other things going on. You never really know, you know, to an extent what it is that's plaguing a guy. Yeah. Um, but it's not always that the guy's trash. It's not always that the coach doesn't know what to do with the player either. Um, we saw what Kyle Shanahan did with Brandon Ayuk last year. You don't just magically stop utilizing guys in the way that they're supposed to be utilized. You want them to build upon what they're doing. You start asking them to do different things. You start putting them in different situations to see if they're going to be able to execute and give them opportunities to show you they're more than you know, yeah. what they've already demonstrated and shown. Right now, he's not making the most of those advantages, but it's also only five games into the season. Yeah, it's a long season. There's 12 more games. There's plenty of opportunity for him to come on the scene, you know, in a big way even and change everyone's, uh, you know, idea of what's going on. Even if he struggles two more games, right? Yeah. Like, if he struggles two more games, we're, you know, week, at that point, we'll be week eight of the season going into week nine, and then he blows it out the rest of the way, all of this talk will just be forgotten about. People will just be like, man, remember yeah. when Brandon and I struggled for a little bit and then had that crazy fit? You don't want even talk about the struggle. You just talk about the crazy second half of the season that Brandon Ayuk had in, in that 2021 campaign coming off of his rookie year. That's how I knew he was going to be special. He's got plenty of time to correct a lot of the things that are going on, but you have to know what it is, what's causing it. And that's the, that's the hard part for a fan base and even for us. Don't really know a lot of the reasonings behind why he hasn't taken the next step. Probably more knowledge in the building, and Brandon obviously knows him himself. Yeah. But it's it's just frustrating and infuriating as a fan base because you you see so much from him and you've seen so many flashes of brilliance that you're just sitting there going, "Well, we should, we should be able to tap into that all the time." That's not that simple. I think people <clears throat> also are looking at the fact this is eerily similar to Dante Pettis who comes on the scene in his rookie season, has a good season. Everyone's very, you know, 
very happy and excited about what he's going to do, the prospects of what he can do in the future. And then all of a sudden it's like public comments, public comments. And then Dante Pettis is slowly all the way out of the, you know, of the team. And they see this with Brandon Ayuk and they're thinking the same thing. I want to ask you this. Do you think that you're, are you okay with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan making public comments about Brandon Ayuk in the manner that they have, whether it's on the radio or in the press conferences about him needing to step up, him needing to, um, you know, not take his foot off the gas pedal per se. Are you okay with the front office uh, personnel doing this? Yes. Because it's called accountability, called extreme ownership. When mistakes are made, right? The team's struggling. What is, uh, what is, uh, what is Kyle Shanahan doing? Kyle Shanahan pointing the finger at the offense? Or is Kyle Shanahan taking the brunt of it, letting people say, you know, that he needs to be traded for two first round picks? Uh, you know, he doesn't know how to scheme. Is Kyle Shanahan coming out here and pointing the finger at anyone on this offense? Oh. Nope. Hey, we can execute some things to get better. I got to clean some things up. You know, I got to get these guys into better positions. Me, 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 me. I got to fix things, right? I obviously haven't done a good enough job of making things clear or getting guys ready or getting them prepared because that's what leaders do. You take accountability. You own what you're supposed to do. Yeah. However, at the same time, as a leader, you have to know when guys, someone isn't performing and put the feet to the fire, right, and get them to step up and want to lead. I think this is part of it. I think they want this guy to step up and be a leader. A leader. Don't be led, Brandon. Lead yourself. And he hasn't been doing that. Debo Samuel is the leader of that wide receiver room. Oh, yeah. George Kittle is the leader of, of the tight end room, and really, he's the face of the offense. Brandon Ayuk is just a guy. And he's a guy that everyone expected to be great and was, you know, the, the expectations for Brandon coming into this year were what? Sky high, 1,400 yards, a bunch of touchdowns. Take him in the first second, in the first three rounds of fantasy is what people are saying. I was like, eh, yeah, like round six to eight. If you get him later than eight, it's a steal. And I was like, you get him later than eight, it's a steal. I mean, probably should have waited till like round 12 to take Brandon this year, in all honesty. Uh, but it's one of those things with Ayuk where you, you have to, if your owner is going to be accountable, right? Remember when Jed York was making all the mistakes he made and organization fans, former players all over Jed York. What did Jed York do? Took ownership, took accountability, stepped away from decision-making and being heavily involved, bound himself to gentlemen that he trusts to do those things and let them handle it, let them take the, bro the bulk of that. Uh, John Lynch does the same thing. When, when draft picks aren't working out, there's no pointing the finger at the Hey, the kid just—he's just trash. No, it's hey, you know, we missed on some things, and we thought this, we maybe we could do this, and it just didn't work out. Kyle Shanahan, same thing. Well, guess what, players? Same thing. When it's your time to step up, and you're not going to step up, you're darn right. Someone's going to call you out about it, as they should, because guess what? If you don't perform, it's not on. It's not the, the guy right now who's taking the flack. Isn't Brandon Ayuk? Mm -hmm. It's Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan yeah. is taking the brunt of it. And if it doesn't pan out, people will blame Kyle Shanahan. I mean, the people who are making the Dante Pettis comparison, right? Did y'all forget that Dante Pettis is on a practice squad right now? Dante Pettis isn't on a team tearing it up. You can be upset at Kyle Shanahan all you want for. He ruined the development of Dante Pettis. Really? Because Dante Pettis isn't developing anywhere. He's yeah. not developing anywhere right now. So you can point the finger at one guy all you want, but at the end of the day, the cream rises to the top. It always does you can hold it down as much as you want but if it gets out of the place that it's being held down in and it gets to a new situation 
if it really truly is, if he's the best of the best, then he'll he'll elevate. He will rise to the, because that's what always happens. Yeah. Right now, that's not the case with Brandon. He's just not there yet. I think that because of the nature of football the way it is now, and there's such a public forum where everything is talked about by everyone, and everyone has access more than ever before. You know, that's right. That you're getting more comments from front office personnel about certain players. It used to only happen occasionally, and you knew, oh my gosh, this is a this is an absolute message that he's sending. It happens more and more now, and that's because there's just more access. Do I like things to happen in the public? No, I'd rather they happen in private, which you know they are, right? You know Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and his own coaching staff has told Brandon Ayuk what they expect, expect from him and the things that they feel like he needs to meet and that he hasn't met him or whatever it is, right? They're very, I guarantee they're not saying anything in public they're not saying in private or haven't said in private. I still am not a huge fan of it. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I do think sometimes it serves a purpose. I've been clear about that before. You know, you, you tell Jalen Hurd he needs to be on the field the next day, Jalen Hurd's on the field. Um, you know, you, you go ahead and you tell uh, Brian Ayuk before that he needs to step up. Brian Ayuk stepped up. Sure. There are, there are times that this has worked. Um, but, yeah, I think that that is kind of the situation that we're in right now is football and the way that the front office and coaching staffs handle their players is getting more and more uh, difficult because you have more access than ever before. And, it you know, no, Anyone can talk about it. Anyone can talk about sports. Anyone can talk about football. And anyone can talk about these players. And then there is a huge stir that happens, especially on places like Twitter and YouTube and stuff where um, they will create narratives, you know, and where is Brandon and, and Brandon's not stepping up and why that is. So then sometimes the front office people feel they need to address it because they want to take the onus off of someone else, whether that is Brandon Ayuk or whether that is Kyle Shanahan or whether that is the team overall. They try to address situations so that way they can kind of, you know, deflect and and get it back to what it is. It's like, no, Kyle, uh, you know, Brandon's doing okay, but we need him to take the next step. That's, um, that's, that's a little bit different. Yeah, and, and the comments I didn't feel like were that bad, to be honest with you. No, they're not bad. Not no. at all. I'm just saying in, in, in before and past. I get what you're saying. You wouldn't want a coach to make that or a front office personnel to make a step. Even if you believe somebody needed to make the next step. They would have said more like, oh, yeah, you know, he's doing well. He's trending. We're waiting. You know, we know he's going to take the next step eventually. The way it was worded was he needs to take the next step, not he will take the next step. Well, that's what to me it makes it – it signals to me that I think they think that he can, that he's capable right now of oh, making agreed. it, and he just hasn't yet. So for them, this is like a – it's more of a, a frustration level in terms of just, kid, we, we've, we've seen it. We already know. Like I'm, we're not we're not there's nothing to wait on with you anymore. It's just yeah. time to do sort of thing. I think that's where they're at with it, and that's why the comment was made the way it was made. Um, you know, is Brandon feel the same way? Is Brandon ready to accept what that means? Because that means extreme accountability for this guy. You know, taking that next step throws him into a stratosphere with the biggest names in this league. A name like Debo Samuel right now, who's stepped up and, yeah. and done everything that I mean, he's done it to. A degree that I don't think any 49er fan expected, um, except for probably you. Um, I was expecting Brandon uh, Debo to have an incredible year. I was thinking a thousand all-purpose yeah. yards, uh, and it may be a lot more than a thousand all-purpose yards at this point. And my guy, my guy is skyrocketing to the moon right now in yeah. every phase of the game. Um, but that that means an ex certain level of expectation that comes with that as well. Right. Um, being on the field, being available. I mean, look at the flack that George Kittle has taken from the fan base right now. A guy who has put put up, you know, set the record for receiving yards for a tight end in a single season, 
in the last few years has been nicked up and missing, and now you got guys and fans, excuse me, not guys, but fans, calling for this man to be traded. This man needs to go. I mean, there's there are high expectations that come with that. And you got to think that Brandon's sitting there looking at some of the stuff that's being said about, D, uh, not Debo, but George, and being like, man, fan base will turn quick if I don't do the things necessary. And that that's not playing, a, you know, I would imagine that it's not playing a role for him, but it's definitely something in the back of your mind. That yeah. There is a, a different level of performance and production that is required and expected if you're going to be that guy. And what that may mean, and that's a lot of pressure. And he's a young man. And sometimes that pressure builds and it can get into your head and just make you be like, put that pressure just a little bit too much yeah. and it can affect the way you perform. Maybe that's what's going on as well. There, there's a lot riding on this for Brandon Ayuk because we're not just talking about money either. We're talking about status. We're talking about life-changing, generation-changing, family-changing for the rest of their yeah. life. Um, his parents, his brothers and sisters and siblings, his kids, his grandkids, his grandkids' grandkids. And this is generation wealth changing money for for everybody. Um, you know, it's a lot of pressure riding on him. Yeah, there is. And you know what? Right now, he doesn't have to worry about what the fans think because the fans are huge fans of him. Absolutely. Um, he is a fan darling, right? Absolutely. Um, he can do no wrong. Kyle Shanahan will be at fault no matter what in this situation, and Kyle Shanahan will welcome that. Kyle Shanahan will take that on because he would rather be that than the other way. Right. Exactly. So Brandon Ayuk is okay right now. George Kittle used to be in the same department. George Kittle was a fan darling. Everyone loved him. But now he's been paid, though, ain't Yeah, well, and the other thing is, once he aligned himself with Jimmy Garoppolo, he became a little bit of a pariah. Um, but, yeah, you, you you know, there is a time, right? There, You got that little that time where it's like, oh, you're okay. You're going to be in our good graces. At some point, if it doesn't turn around, they will turn on him. Um, but right now, they're not, and I'm glad they're not because Brandon needs time to develop. He's still a young guy who played in a covid year in 2020 where Crazy. everything was messed up with injuries and everything Crazy. else playing not in front of fans so i think there is some development that still needs to go there i think he's going to develop during the season he's going to have a nice season but our quarterbacks need to get him the ball when he's open in zone coverage and then he needs to win more one-on-one -on -one battles um, when he's in man and if he does he's going to elevate himself and elevate his game to the next level and if debo gets more attention that'll be good for him the one thing i'll say about debo that makes him more difficult to cover than brandon Ayuk is the fact that he can do everything that he does. So you can't bracket him because you don't know where he's going to be from snap to snap. Is he running across the field? Yeah. Is he running vertical? Is this a short route? And that's the thing we haven't seen a lot from Debo this year. He operated extremely well his first few years in the league underneath really short routes in space. Haven't seen a lot of that other than on like third and short situations. Yeah. That's going to be very interesting going forward because maybe if you start winding Debo out wide in certain sets and bunch sets and things of that nature spelling on those deep routes a little bit early in the game, getting that bracket coverage, or making a team want to run bracket, and then you run a short stuff, something short underneath. Yeah, guys are going to get lost in coverage because it's like, well, do I do I need to come up and help? Maybe I should just stay back now. And it throws off the coverage in the scheme and maybe where guys are supposed to be in space. Um, but look, I, I agree with you. His target share right now is really low. Part of that is him not winning. Part of it is quarterbacks missing him yep. on opportunities when he is open. Those things get cleaned up because that's a scheme thing and a read thing. Coach that, you can watch that on film. You can talk to your quarterback room. You guys can rep, rep it in practice and go, see this. You got this route concept. We're attacking these areas of the field. Teams are right now showing this. So we're looking here. Yeah. Look the safety off. We're going to go here. You can fix those things and clean those things up. But the him winning one-on-one -on -one thing, that's a practice thing. Starts in practice. That starts with his technique. That starts with the things that he's working on in his own time and on the field the team facility. Get those things cleaned up. Get better in one-on-one -on -one situations. Start winning them more. And dude, find that speed.
find that next little level, find that next kick. Because I know it's there, Ant knows it's there, yeah. the fan base knows it's there, and deep down you know it's there too, guy. Brandon, you know it's there. Dig deep, find it. Recapture that that speed, recapture that quickness, recapture that confidence, and then go out there and execute. Yeah, and he's going to. Brandon's going to figure this out during the year. Um, between scheme, you know, what Kyle Shanahan puts together and what he ends up doing on the outside, I still have faith in this guy. Um, so I get the chatter because everyone had huge expectations. You were right. 1,400 yards was what people were throwing around. That's a lot of yards, um, Double-digit touchdowns. Um, I knew that it wasn't going to be that. I've been pretty. I've been pretty evident and clear. That, I was going to be happy if it was a thousand. Yeah, and, and I didn't think it was like be that either. Seven touchdowns. I would have been like, "That's great. That's yeah. next level." If he put up nine hundred yards, eight seventy-five, and like six or seven touchdowns, it would have been like we got a good year because you know he was yeah. going to get that. Debo is getting something close to that. Kittle's getting something close to that, and, and you're sitting close to 3,000, 4,000 yards between the three of them. Well, and that's the whole point, is because he shares, you know, he has George Kittle, he has Debo Samuel, and there's other weapons that can contribute as well. Um, that's what it was. I mean, yeah, he had over 700 yards last year, but the part of that was Debo was out most of the year, George Kittle was out most of the year. He was the target. He was the main guy that was getting all those looks, and he produced. Um, but to think that he was going to have a double, you know, he was going to double that production in a second year with all of those guys back with all those guys back just wasn't realistic. So I was thinking he was going to get in the 800 range right now. He's only on target for about 350 yards. So he needs to step up his game in a big way, but I still think he can get to 800 yards. I think he can turn this around and have a, a nice season, but right now Debo Samuel's producing at a huge level. Maybe that'll help him in the long run, but uh, yeah, he's Brandon's got to step up a little bit. I, I don't, I think I know what John Lynch is trying to say here. And I hope he does because I want him to elevate to that level, that Devontae Adams, that Julio Jones, that guy the 49ers know they can count on the outside for years to come. Absolutely, man. We need it. The offense needs it. Um, you know, me and Trey both need it. They need that extra, yeah. extra additional option out there to go to, especially with Kittle on the shelf. So Ayuk definitely got some work in front of him. but He can get it done. He can accomplish it. Cutback crew, let us know what you think about Brandon Ayuk and all of this situation down below in the comment section right now. You agree with us? Brandon's got to take the next step. You know, he's got some things and some issues he's got to clean up. You've watched the All-22 film. You're over on Patreon. You're seeing some of the stuff that we've been talking about with him not winning one-on-ones. And you know what? He definitely has some things he can clean up. And offensively, scheme-wise, scheme's been pretty good. But they can get it dialed in even yeah. more, right, just a little bit better and make sure they're capitalizing on those moments where he's available. Or do you disagree entirely? And it is Kyle Shanahan's fault. He's just not utilizing this guy at all. They're not even trying to get him the football. You don't care what we have to say. You don't care what happens on film. You know it deep down in your loins, and that's okay. Let us know about it in the comment section below. I think if, if I could add anything to it, it's just I would like to see him hit him with a couple of screen passes or a reverse from time to time. But reverses haven't really been in the game plan because mm -hmm. the teams have been prepared for it. And the way the defenses are playing have taken it away. Brandon had a reverse earlier in the year. And he didn't really run it. He tried to stretch it too far outside, didn't get vertical when he should have, and didn't get the yard as he should have. Um, so sometimes that limits your opportunities, and sometimes it's just situational in the way defenses are playing. We'll see how Kyle Shanahan adjusts, see how he gets him the ball, and see if he can you know, help manufacture some opportunities for Brandon Ayuk. Uh, and if Brandon Ayuk can take the next step, it's going to be fun. But, yeah, I'm, I'm curious what people have to say about it. I mean, I mean, if you've watched the whole video and then you have a, you know, a, different, a different thought process, that's fine, Leo. Let us know what you think. And also, I'm, I'm interested. Um, a lot of times in the comments, I will ask you a, a, to be more specific or to give examples. And that's because I'm really interested in what your perspective is. It's okay. Your perspective is different from ours. Um, that's the fun part about having the conversation. Maybe you're seeing it different than I am. It doesn't mean I'm going to agree with you in the end. But what it does mean is that we can have each other have a nice conversation and, have, and put our points out there. 
and now you have a better idea overall of where the other side sits, you yeah. know, where the other side is on this conversation. The guys who want to blame Kyle and the guys that want to maybe put some onus on Ayuk, you know, as a fan base. Better if we're all on the same page or at least have an understanding of where everyone's at so we're not at each other's throat all the time. You don't need that. You don't need that nonsense. Come together. Let's try to understand what's going on with Brandon a little bit better. Maybe make everyone feel a little bit better too as well. Calm down a little bit. This guy's got plenty of time. He's a oh, young yeah. kid. His development and his potential is still sky high and through the roof. Time. Time. I keep saying this. The best friend for all these young guys. They got plenty of time to develop, plenty of time to get it dialed in. Cutback crew, though, we're out of time for this episode. We'll see you on the next one. And until that time, stay safe. Remember the right way is, is always, always the 49ers, 49ers way.